Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Follow Jordan on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. You kind of paused there for a second. When, just breathing. Well, you were mentioning where they were available at FatJackSports. FatJackSports.com. I know, but, but, in I mean, my were... head, I was like, did you have a good week or a bad week? Yes, exactly. And a good week or a bad week? Which one was it? Was it a good week? Was it a bad week? Three and two. Good week. Three and two, but you but you lost money. You lost money because False. we had some, you know. False. We did not lose money. Well, we didn't lose money on the podcast. The people that only subscribe to Fat That's on Sports. you. That's your responsibility. You being the, the fan or you being me? No, you. <laughs> me. You. You, you're the one. They're Jordan Sherwood's MMA picks. They are not the unnamed MMA podcast picks. That's the ones that we give out here. The parlay hit. That's why I'm saying we didn't lose money. Because that was like plus 450 well, we or something me. like that. Well, the Royal. No, I'm saying we is on us. We did not lose money. Okay. I made money. I came out. Now, I know my my uh, my Volkanovski by knockout didn't come through. No, but we're still plus money in that still regard. Still plus money in that regard. We've hit two out of the last three parlays. We're plus money, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. Alexander Volkanovski just He's cr- done. Crushed, crushed my night. He's done. Crushed my night. Right? We can say, okay, so now we're going we're gonna to recap a little bit of UFC 298. Volkanovski is done. I'm done betting on him. He, when you get knocked out like that twice, you're done. That's it. Winning the first round and then just got susceptible to the knockout. And credit where credit's due to Ilya Tapuria. I didn't think that he was ready for that level of competition. I didn't think that he was going to be able to do what he did against Alexander Volkanovsky. But then when you look at it, and it's you know how many hours removed from UFC 298, was it too quick of a turnaround for Alexander Volkanovsky? I still say no. I think that he had plenty of time to recover from the head kick knockout of Islam Makachev and that Ilya Teporia looks to be a special type of talent. Yeah. That's got some serious knockout power, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt to fall back on. He didn't have to utilize it at all in that uh, fight with Alexander Volkanovsky. And as the dust settles, I'm comfortable with Alexander Volkanovsky saying that he deserves an immediate rematch. And if the UFC says that he deserves an immediate rematch, I think I'm okay with it just because, A, he was the longstanding champion forever at 145, and, B, maybe we get a number one contender this weekend in the co-main event with Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega, but neither one of those guys really excites me as a title challenger because they've both challenged for the championship against Ilya Tapuria. And quite frankly, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I was texting with a buddy of mine about who's going to beat Ilya Tapuria. I said Max. I think Max Holloway could once Ooh. again claim to be the featherweight champion of the world. It was just that Alexander Volkanovsky might have been his kryptonite. And if Max Holloway is successful at UFC 300 in the BMF fight against Justin Gagey, which I don't think he will. I don't like him jumping up to lightweight. But if he is, Max Holloway is going to have his choice of who to fight next. And I wouldn't have any issue with him immediately stepping in to fight for the championship. But to answer your question, yeah, I, I think we could be seeing the end of Alexander Volkanovsky. And now the trend continues. I mentioned this to you off the air. Fighters that are 35 years of age or older in title fights in the mm-hmm. UFC history, 
from welterweight on down, one and twenty-two. Wow, one and twenty-two. That's not good. So when you look at our buddy Bilal, who is likely going to be fighting Leon Edwards, not at UFC three hundred, but at some point, Bilal's thirty-five. I'm worried for our boy now. I'm really I mean, worried for our boy. It's kind. I I get it's a staff, but Bilal also hasn't fought in like a year. You know, like. I feel like these guys are, are are quick turnaround fights. Like Volkanovski is a quick. That was a very quick turnaround. Like you mentioned, some people were wondering if it was too quick of a turnaround type of thing. I don't know. I feel like I don't know, maybe I, I I don't know. I couldn't I, name you who all those other challengers and the champions 30, were. The other thirty the other, are. Yeah, yeah, the other twenty-one that yeah. lost. Yeah. I don't know who those people are. Yeah. I just know trends and I know the stats. And one in twenty-two ain't good. So it is is it so if, if Volkanovski was talking about potentially f- fighting again at UFC 300, he's if, not now. Well, he's not now. But if you're Max Holloway, don't you just say, "All right, forget the BMF title, whatever crap that is. Give me a title fight against Tupuria at UFC 300." Like, isn't that the better? That's a like the BMF title is not real. It doesn't count for anything. It's made up. Oh, the Rock's going to give it out. Who cares? Yeah, I would rather see Tapuria and Max Holloway fight. Of course. Tapuria didn't really take that much damage. No, he could ha- do the quick turnaround. Have someone else fight Gagey for the BMF Anybody else can fight Gagey. I'm fine I with that. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I would rather see that fight because, as we know, Dana White at the end of uh, UFC 298 did announce the main event for UFC 300. Alex Pereira will defend his light heavyweight title against former champion Jamahal Hill at the headliner. And that is pretty meh. Like, it's a, it's going to be a fine fight. I'm not worried about the how good the fight's going to be. It's just like, this is UFC, UFC 299 is better than UFC 300. And that shouldn't be the case. I no. will continue to say that this is your marquee event once every... What? How often does uh, do we get to a hundred? Uh, what? Every four or five? No, more than that. It takes like ten years, right? How long does it take? UFC, if you do te- if you do ten events a year, UFC that's ten years. I, I know this. UFC four, UFC one hundred. I'm forty two years of age. UFC one hundred was on my birthday when I was like twenty seven. Okay, but so, they do about one of these a month. They do a pay per view like once a month. Okay, so that's twelve. So we're talking like the next 25 a long, a years, long time. 25 years, a man, long time. or something like that. No, that's not good. That's math. not right. That's, that's not, not good right math. That's horrible. I think, math. I think it's that's probably about eight math. years. Okay. I think it wasn't that far off. Eight years. Eight years. All right. I went the other way with the two. <laughs> eight years, man. You're not going to get to UFC 400 for eight more years. All right. And this is what you're putting up there. I mean, it's fine, but whatever. Okay. I guess that's okay. And then some other news. We finally got the crossover of UFC and WWE. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Everybody's everybody's on this Michael Chandler thing. When Chandler showed up to, was it Monday Raw? Night, Monday yeah. Night Raw, and he cut a quick promo on yeah. Conor McGregor. Listen, I don't watch wrestling. I don't care. Well, I saw it because it was on my Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, and I it's sent it to Jay you. Jay Hood and, yeah, and Rope B-Man. Hood sent it to me right away. Gabe Neitzel, the guys from GK. GKBW, what is it called? GKB Wrestling. GKB yeah, Wrestling. GKBW, yeah. Right. Great podcast every single, uh, what, day or week? They, it's no, it's good. once a week. Once a week. Yeah, once a week. Uh, on the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Love those guys. Yeah. yeah. They all tweeted at me as well. 
Michael Chandler has been cutting WWE promos inside the cage <laughs> for his entire career. He loves pro wrestling. Daniel Cormier cut several pro wrestling promos in the cage following victories at UFC fights. Cain Velasquez was brought in to the WWE a couple of years ago after his UFC career was done, but he was brought in to wrestle Brock Lesnar. So I didn't really consider it a shocking crossover. I was like, okay, you know, Michael Chandler's grabbing the mic and calling for a fight with Conor McGregor. He's been calling for a Conor McGregor fight forever. Yeah. I don't know when he's going to get it. I just think the issue with UFC 300 is that Dana White fucked up. He didn't realize that he had all these other fights scheduled and he didn't, the fights that he wanted couldn't come together. And Oh, by the way, he did announce that the Hill Pereira fight. Hill is not healthy. He's not. He potentially could not be ready to fight. And then who so, fight? Who steps so, in? So, do I guess yeah? Do you keep her on the card and then you just get the next man up? I don't know. And apparently, there's also supposed to be one more fight announced for this fight card. Okay. And it's supposed to be pretty decent. Details uh, to come. So right now for UFC 299, and we're doing this because this week's. UFC Fight Night sucks. Um, the main card is for UFC 299, O'Malley, Marlon Vera for the title, Poirier, Benoit Saint-Denis, uh, Kevin Holland, Michael Page, Gilbert Burns, Jack De La Maddalena, and Peter Yan and Song Yudong. That's a great card. Then just go to the go to the next two fights on the card. Yeah, Curtis Blades and Jelton Almeida and Caitlin, uh, are you talking about that one? Caitlin Chikagin? Yeah, Caitlin, no, Caitlin Sermonara. Uh, no, and I'm Macy Barba. I'm not talking Macy about Macy Barber is interesting. Matush Gamrot and Rafael Dos that, Anjos. That, that's, that's a sick fight. That's a fight, man. That's a sick fight. That's a fight. Those are great. What I mean, what I get excited about is, and they're trying, they were trying to do this, and they are kind of doing this with UFC 300, but Blades Almeida was supposed to headline a Brazil fight card uh, last year, but then mm -hmm. one of those dudes got hurt. So now it's the, the featured prelim. Look, I'm not hating on the fact that UFC 300 that the opening fight is Devison Figueroa and, and Cody Garbrandt. Like, you got the former flyweight champion of the world yeah. versus a former bantamweight champion of the mm -hmm. world fighting at Figueroa's debut at bantamweight? Or no, he, he beat Rob Font. Sick fight. And that's the first fight on the card. Yeah. So I don't hate that. But when you get what you're not as top heavy as you were at 298, and you're not as top heavy as you were at. You will be at 299, and I think that's the frustrating thing. I will say this. Every fight on UFC 300 would headline a fight night, right? Yes. Every one of them. Yes. Pretty much every mm -hmm. one of them. Um, but, like, the main card, Pereira Hill, Wei Li, uh, Gagey, Holloway, it's, Oliveira, It's kind of like what, what you guys, I think, were talking about. You you being Black and Abdallah. Thank you. Uh, we're talking about with the NBA All-Star Weekend. Like, and I don't watch it anymore, but, like, you lead up to the slam dunk, and the slam dunk sucks. Like, the yeah. slam dunk should open yes. the weekend. Yeah. The highlight now is the three-point contest. Yes. So, like, the highlights of USA 300 are in the middle of that card. Yeah. Like, Jim fucking Miller. Yeah. Come on, Bruce. He won't it. do it. Nope. Say it. Jim. Say it. And, like, friggin's just not going to sound as good. No. It's just not. It's Maybe not. he'll do it. What is he going to do? Get fined? Like, uh, I don't know. All right. Let's get into this uh, UFC fight night. 
You've got uh, Brandon Moreno against uh, Brandon Royval. Brandon versus Brandon as your main event uh, in a rematch in this one. This is taking place in Mexico City. Uh, we'll start with our first fight on the main card. Manuel Torres against Chris Duncan uh, in the lightweight division. Torres has on a five-fight win streak. He is minus 170 to beat Chris Duncan, who is plus 135. Great fight. One of the fights that will be firework. Well, they should all be very entertaining fights. I think that's the first and foremost thing to uh, notice that every single fight on this fight card is competing at welterweight or lower. So we've got some of the smaller competitive fighters, smaller weight classes that are competing on this card. This lightweight fight between Manuel Torres and Chris Duncan, probably two guys that you don't know a lot about. Torres has some serious punching power. He's known as El Loco. He's extremely an aggressive fighter. 13 of his 14 wins have come before the final bell. He's been in the UFC uh, for two performances. Both have ended inside the distance via knockout. He's very strong, very confident. He's also very happy to take a shot, which is why then that means it's going to be a very entertaining fight uh, with Chris Duncan, who also likes to mix in takedowns and use utilize combination uh, you know, punching. I think at the end of the day, this is going to be a showcase fight for Manuel Torres. I think that his power is going to be a little bit too much for Chris Duncan to handle. Um, so I think it's Torres inside the distance as the play. That's what I'm going to recommend. But it's like Major League. I've never heard of half of these guys. Oh, and yeah. ones I do know are way past the prime, and most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Yeah, so cross him off then. <laughs> One guy not to cross off, though, I do believe, is Manuel Torres. I think he gets the win against Chris Duncan. Okay, we are recording this on a Wednesday, so I don't have the value hunting of a method of victory. So we will just go with Manuel Torres inside the victory. Should we pop him into the parlay? Yeah, you could pop him into the parlay. Right. I mean, but again, we're only looking at four fights here because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks about, you know, again, these fighters. I would say uh, pay attention to me later on in the week on social. I'll probably have a little bit more in-depth analysis of maybe some value hunting we could find. Plus the fact, FatJackSports.com, we will mm -hmm. have multiple selections for you to play on a later fight card. It's kind of like a pay-per-view with a 9 p.m main card start, so, uh, but we'll have multiple selections for you to uh, analyze. Alright, our next fight, Raul Rosas Jr. against Ricky Turquios. Uh, Rosas is minus 245 to win. He's got alternated wins and losses, but his wins have come in uh, by stoppage, so he can knock a dude out if he wants to. Uh, Rosas minus 245, Ricky here plus 185. I mean, Rosas is getting a lot of attention because he made his debut before he was bar mitzvahed. I mean, seriously, this yeah, guy. He's I think 19. He's 19. He made his debut at 17, or or it might have been 18. Uh, and he's got some talent. Obviously, there's a reason why you're able to sign with the UFC. Uh, at that young age, yeah. he impressed in his UFC debut, but he was kind of you know spoon fed, uh, spoon fed, an easier opponent. He lost in, in, against Christian Rodriguez, who's really not a, a well known and well versed fighter, but this is this was a loss. He comes flying out of the gates. I mean, he's going to be a bat out of hell for a round, and he's going to look for takedowns. He's going to look to take Torcios's neck and, and try and get a uh, a submission victory. Tercios, on the other hand, is, is a gamer. You know, he's been in the UFC and in the UFC in the MMA for quite some time. Um, he's got a, a very good, well-rounded game. I think the one thing that he thrives on, which is going to be challenging, I think, for Rosas, is cardio. And if Tercios can survive that first round, mm -hmm. 
I believe it's his fight to lose. I think Ooh. that he can start to overcome and, and take over. He's also a very good – Tercios is a very good scrambler and a very difficult guy to hold down who's very athletic and has frustrated wrestlers in the past and, and frustrated wrestlers that are accustomed to dominating like Rosas Jr. is. So for me, actually, if you have a play in this fight, this is man versus boy, Tercios. Take him at wow. that big plus money price. Now, granted – I'm not naive to the fact that this is going to be a big-time showcase for a lot of you know Mexican-American, Mexican-born, Latin-American fighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all but two fights on this card have one or two you know fighters uh, from uh, that heritage representing Mexico or, or, or Latin America. But I think Tercios, that this is a okay. fight that he could win. Plus 175. Strict on the money line. I know we don't have the odds in front of us, and so we don't have to get cued about mm-hmm. a, a method of victory. Straight up to win at plus 175, I think worth a look. I'm not even looking for a method of victory when you throw out a plus 175 like that. Our next fight, the first of two rematches, Yair Rodriguez against Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega is plus 135. Yair Rodriguez minus 170. Rodriguez uh, has fought in two championship uh, fights in 2023. He had a second-round submission over Josh Emmett at UFC 284 and then lost to Alexander Volkanovsky um, in, uh, in International Fight Week. And then you've also got uh, Brian Ortega, who is one in three in his last four fights. He is plus one thirty-five. What is Brian Ortega going to look like following the you know the injury? The he dislocated injury. his shoulder. Yeah. He was unable to continue in that fight against Yair Rodriguez, and that was uh, July of two thousand and twenty-two. So, what's this guy been doing to rehab the shoulder? How has he, he evolved? His overall game, because what he is known for is his grappling and his submissions. He's got some of the best submissions that we've seen ever in the UFC. Seven of his 15 wins have come via submission, but then he got humbled a little bit in the title fight against Max Holloway. That fight had to be stopped in the fourth round, if you recall. Highlights of that fight, that's like Max Holloway was like moving Ortega's hands around to show him like where to strike because Max Holloway was just putting on an absolute clinic. Then Ortega bounces back, a very impressive victory over the Korean Zombie. He gets another title shot, and he had Alexander Volkanovsky dead to rights like three different times via submissions in that fight. Couldn't get it done, lost a unanimous decision, and then basically like a pseudo number one contender fight. A year later, uh, he his shoulder blows out against Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm very curious to see what, what, what type of fighter he is. I, I think Yair Rodriguez certainly would... I guess, argue that he would have the momentum, although this is, what, his first fight since losing to Alexander Volkanovsky in his title bid. Rodriguez is going to have the advantage on the feet. He's a very unorthodox and explosive striker, a guy that's evolved as a, uh, a grappler. I think he also, of the two, probably could, you know, it's going to be at altitude. So you got to remember, cardio is going to be a really big mm-hmm. factor uh, that came to fruition, if you remember, way back when, when Cain Velasquez fought Fabricio Verdum. Uh, and Verdum had the cardio because he was spending months in Mexico City preparing for that fight. Kane was not. I'm going to lean Yair Rodriguez. I just think questioning Ortega, the, turnar- the, the, the lack of turnaround, what's he been doing, has he been preparing, and Yair Rodriguez, just I, I, what I've seen lately, even though losing to Alexander Volkanovsky, nothing to write home about. And I, I just like Alexander uh, yeah, Rodriguez straight up on the money line. You can put him in the parlay. All right. We'll pop him into the parlay. That was going to be my question for you uh, there. Our next, our final one, our main event between Brandon Moreno and Brandon Royval. Moreno minus 
310. This has gone up since yesterday. I looked, it was minus 265. Now it's minus 310. Royval is plus 230. Uh, Moreno won in uh, November of 2020. So this is, you're going back uh, three and a half years almost now for the And a blown shoulder. And a dislocated shoulder. You've got two rematches, two dislocated shoulders. And uh, the favorite now, Brandon Moreno, minus two, minus 310. That's huge. Just going to go ahead and put him in the parlay right now. Uh, And so we're going to go with Brandon Moreno against Roy Val. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think stylistically it should be a fantastic fight. Roy Val is nuts. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we we've that's what he does. Crazy scrambles, crazy submissions, puts himself in in fire. He's fun to watch. Very fun to watch. But I think he he evolved a little bit in the in the loss to Pantoja. I mean, there were there were some times where he had Pantoja hurt. There were some times where we thought Pantoja was going to get him out of there. Royvel survives. Uh, I think that he's explosive. I think that he's he's well rounded. The, the grappling exchanges are going to be phenomenal to watch. But Brandon Moreno, I believe, even though I think he lost the last time he headlined a fight card in Mexico City. This was well before he became the, the, you know, the UFC flyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that he's going to be a very difficult guy to lose fighting in front of his home country men and women. Uh, he's the first ever Mexican UFC champion. He's going to have the crowd behind him. He's oh, going to yeah. be amped and motivated. But I think because these guys have experienced championship fights, I think that these guys both are extremely well-rounded. I don't know if there's a finish going to happen. So I'd like to actually pay attention to what the total round prop is okay. because Moreno's such a big-time favorite. Is there value in the over or is there value in Moreno to win round three to start. Okay. One of those type of uh, uh, bets, even though I recommended a lot of those last week with Volkanovski. They all lost because I had Volkanovski win round two to start, round three to start. But I I think that's the play. I think that's the play with Brandon Moreno. So you would say, like, if we were value hunting Moreno by decision? Decision. Okay. Yeah, and Moreno. Well, I think Moreno and and also those round props just because – Royval puts himself in danger, and mm-hmm. Moreno is a finisher. If he finds your neck and he, he's able to take advantage of that, and Royval's been submitted before, so Moreno in round four, Moreno in round five, one of those situations uh, might be worth a look as well. All right, so that's uh, UFC fight night, Mexico City. We've got Torres inside the distance, Tercios plus 175, a little sprinkle on that for the dog. Yair Rodriguez minus 170, he's in our parlay along with Moreno, uh, and you're going to look for that uh, by decision or, you know, round four to start, round five to start, that kind of thing. Our parlay's pretty light, just three fights right now. Torres, Rodriguez, and Moreno, that pays plus 230. Just keep it there. Just keep it there, just that's fine. It, just keep it We're there. riding with house money. There's we a lot, two of, there's the a lot three, of unknowns on, on the rest of, of the fight card, on the prelims. So I, I want to stay away from, from, from certainly from that. Hani Barcelos, if you need to add a fourth fighter in there, uh, he's a minus 184 favorite right now against Christian Quinones. So mm-hmm. if you want to beef it up a little bit, I wouldn't hate putting uh, Hani uh, in there as well. That would take it to plus 410, but we're not going to force anything here. Uh, with that, I believe the next UFC fight night is a little better the one that's coming up next weekend that we will preview next week. Uh, no, it's terrible. Okay, never mind. Why <laughs> you got to ruin it like it's that? It's Rosenstruck and Gaziev. 
I've never heard of one of those guys. <laughs> I mean, here's the, I mean, here's the thing. I can make arguments. Yeah, I mean, there's better fights because uh, Vitor Petrino and Tyson Pedro will be fireworks. Alex Perez at flyweight never in a boring fight against Muhammad Makayev. So that guy continues to evolve. It's Eleven. I think he's yeah. undefeated. Yeah. Umar Nurmagomedov. No one wanted to fight him, so they had to. They had to hire. The guy's a shadow. He doesn't have like on ESPN. He doesn't have oh, like opponent? a picture. His opponent or, or Umar? No, 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 no. Uh, Bekzat al Al. Yeah, he's, a, he's making his UFC but, debut. But like, he doesn't have a picture on ESPN.com. It's he just a shadow. Have a Wikipedia page he's like an egg on Twitter. Right. <laughs> egg on Twitter. He's one of those. I'm used to the LinkedIn profiles. There you go. And, you know, doesn't have a picture <laughs> on LinkedIn. Matt Schnell, never in a boring fight. Joel Alvarez, always fun to watch. At one point, are they just going to be like, we've got too many fighters? Like at what point? Like at what point are they just gonna be like, guys? There's too there's there's too many of these. Like people aren't like I I don't know the ratings for these because they're all on ESPN Plus. So I don't know if there's ratings information out there because you have to like seek it out and that kind of thing. And if it, they're bad, they're certainly I mean, not gonna it's, put it's, them it's out become, there. It's become it's become kind of like baseball and the NBA. Like it's every just, Saturday it's night, just like on all the time. Yeah, I guess it's like on all the time. So, but I feel like if you get if you water it down then it's not going to be as good. Like, baseball's talking about expanding two more teams. Like, if you have a watered-down product, what good is the product? You know? Money to be made. I guess. Not on this fight night. <laughs> no, it's going to be not, very If hard. someone's like, you know it's what, gonna I'm going to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch Rosenstruck and I'm not going to be watching until maybe, maybe late at night because I've got a parent social <laughs> on Saturday night. This Saturday? <laughs> this Saturday. Yeah. Jess and I are going out some other... Parents from the school. Well, listen, the NBA is back. I'm probably not going to be watching this. Anyway. I'll, I'll bet the parlay and hope it cashes. I'll right. set it and forget it. I'll romp repeal it. I'll set it and forget it and hope it works. Love it. <laughs> so that's Jordan Sherwood. Get all of his picks, especially this week, FatJackSports.com. You've got the uh, college basketball is heating up. We're almost to the, the conference tournaments, and then the NCAA tournament's only a couple weeks away. You've got all the NBA action, FatJackSports.com, and Jordan's picks are there. You can follow him on Twitter. Maybe he'll release something just for the people uh, later this week at, at uh, WoodonESPN1000. Follow me on Twitter at AdamAbdallah, and we will be back to do something with this fight card next week <laughs> on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.